got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. And in today's video, we are going to be discussing the Bitcoin rally, or in this case, the Bitcoin correction over the last couple of days. We talked about yesterday and the day before and the day before that, how there was likely going to be some kind of a correction on Bitcoin and Ethereum, the major power players in the cryptocurrency space this week. In fact, I even drew some things on the chart that almost played out exactly over on Cardano that we'll talk about a little bit later. A lot of people are very concerned about this. Is the Bitcoin rally over? Is Ethereum about to crash? Are these two projects done with their 50% rally? Are we not heading to $50,000? Is Bitcoin really not going to 65 in the next couple of months? We're going to discuss all of that and more in this video. We're going to be going over the technicals, and we also have three massive adoption stories on Bitcoin that we're going to discuss a little bit later on in the show. We're talking massive adoption stories. One of them, I'll just go ahead and give you the headline. Messi, the goat of soccer, is taking payment partially in crypto. If you're a soccer fan or as the rest of the world calls all the communists out there call it football i'm joking by the way Oof. don't come at me that was a joke it's playful i love you guys i think soccer but it's called soccer is a good sport and we also have to talk about a two hundred thousand dollar price prediction that one analyst has for the end of the year he thinks that if we break 65k we're headed straight to 200 we're going to discuss that later on we got a lot of great content lined up for you today make sure to smash that like button let's get to 250 likes even before we start i am joined as always by my co-host and your president kind of crypto Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, guys? I gotta correct Jeb real quick. As much as I love me some American football, football existed before. We can't just change the name to soccer just because we invented a new sport. So, it's football. Cop out. That's it's a cop, football. That is a they cop were out. there first. First come, first serve. That doesn't sound very American. Uh, no, not sound very American it, to me, too. I, I loved the Messi news. It, yeah. I was already a massive Messi fan. Watching his interview with Barcelona mm-hmm. made me love him even more. Mm-hmm. I'm sad for Barcelona, yep. excited for PSG. That's going to be a stupidly fun team to watch play. Oh, yeah. Uh, PSG is about to be a big gosh, team because of that. It's going to be so good. Messi is worth $400 million, by the way, and part of that net worth looks like it's going to be transitioning into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. That is just one of our major adoption stories that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. There is FUD going on in the cryptocurrency space right now because crypto has dropped 2%, as if that's a bad thing after we've just rallied 50%. We're going to get to all of that, but before we do, we are also joined, as always, by our producer, Smay. Hi. You doing, Smay? Hello, everybody. I like you guys a lot. And, yeah. Um, Smay, what should they do? What should the audience do? I think they should like the button stream. I think they should like the stream. I think that's a good idea. That's if you haven't already liked hit. the stream, let's hit those like buttons. Let's see if we can't get up. Those like buttons, there's only one of them. Hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get up to 500 here in the next little bit. Let's go ahead and kick off the stream with some Bitcoin TA. A lot of people are very concerned about Bitcoin, and I want to assuage those fears. As you guys know, it is one of our big missions here to bring you the bullish news, the bearish news, the bullish technicals, the bearish technicals, the bullish on-chain, the bearish on-chain, so that you can get all the information so that you can come to a well-informed conclusion on what you think the market's going to do next. So let's do that here on Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin about to go through some massive flash crash and dump down to $20,000? Or is this the healthy correction that we have been calling for for the last week and a half? Let's look on. 
Bitcoin right now, or as of yesterday, was in a rising wedge right here. For anyone who has not gone through the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, a wedge, which we talk about in this video right here on wedges and pennants, is what you see whenever there is an uptrending level of resistance and a converging uptrending level of support. Now, we're not talking about a pattern like this. This is called a ascending um, a megaphone is what a lot of people would call this. Those aren't very common, but what we're looking at right now, because these two trend lines, this red resistance and this blue support, they're converging. They're both moving to the upside. We're looking at what is known as a bearish wedge. You might think, Jeb, why is it a bearish wedge if it's pointing to the upside? Shouldn't it be called a bullish wedge? No, it is an ascending wedge because it's moving up, but it's actually a bearish pattern. Analysts throughout history have gone and done back analysis on a plethora of markets going all the way back to the Dow Jones industrial and rail averages that were commonly analyzed a hundred years ago. Technical analysis is a very old sport and an art, and whenever you go back and do analysis on certain patterns, you find certain trends. One of the trends that analysts have found over the decades is that a Sending wedges like this, 70% of the time, seem to break to the downside. We had made the prediction a couple of days ago that Bitcoin was going to break bearish out of this wedge based on that factor and based on a plethora of other ones. We can see that that is what occurred. We broke bearish out of it starting yesterday around 1600 hours. That's four o'clock in the afternoon for anyone in Eastern Standard Time Zone. And over the last 20 hours, we have pulled back 5% on Bitcoin. We're actually seeing something very similar happen on Ethereum. We saw that there was a rising wedge on Ethereum. We predicted that it was going to break to the downside. And over the course of 16 to 20 hours, we saw a 6% correction. And this has shown up in total market capitalization also because we actually rallied all the way up to 2 uh, trillion. I almost said 2 billion. I'm missing three zeros there. We almost rallied all the way up to $2 trillion recently on total cryptocurrency market capitalization but as a result of this correction we have now pulled back a little bit we're currently sitting at 1.87 if we zoom in here you guys will see Market capitalization briefly got up above 1.9. We got close to 2 trillion. We didn't actually breach it, but we got very close. We've had a slight pullback, and that is as a result of this correction. The question now, though, is what happens next? Because I told you guys that there is a slight chance that the pumpamentals take all over and Bitcoin takes off and starts moonshotting. There is an opportunity for Bitcoin to do that, but I also said that the, the, the most likely thing that's going to occur here is that we're going to have a correction. Now, I gave price targets when I said that. I said that I expect Bitcoin to pull back probably between forty-two and forty-four thousand dollars, we're sitting at forty-four thousand six hundred dollars right now. So let's go ahead and talk about where Bitcoin might head next, so that you guys can be informed on your trades and your investments, and also just for the sake of entertainment. Bitcoin has quite a bit of support underneath it right now. In fact, we talked about yesterday how the two hundred daily simple moving average is a very, very important moving average that Bitcoin had briefly broken above. Unfortunately, this market has pulled back below the two hundred daily simple moving average. For anyone who wasn't here in yesterday's stream, I'll go ahead and show you why this is such an impactful and important moving average. If we zoom out here and look at the long-term history of Bitcoin, Bitcoin almost always maintains above this trend line when we're in a bull market, and we're normally below it when we're in a bear market. Bitcoin is attempting at the moment to get back up above this moving average, but as you can see, as of this morning, we've now fallen back below it, meaning it has effectively operated as resistance. We got above it for a little while, but it is basically resistance, so we have now corrected. But as far as support levels, where might Bitcoin be going next? So $41,700 is a level of resistance that we saw set back on the 8th of January. 
We also saw it set here on the 14th of June, and we also saw roughly this territory, right around $42,400, set back on the 31st of July. We can also see the 20 daily simple, uh, the 20 daily exponential moving average is moving up to meet that. So I am expecting that Bitcoin is going to come down and meet one of these levels, probably around $42,000 to $43,000, and it'll more than likely bounce off of the 20 daily EMA as we did back over here on the 4th of August. So again, let's pause right quick. Let's give about two minutes and kind of tie everything I just set up into a nice neat bow. I know I talk fast. I know we're talking about complicated things. I want to make sure anyone who's newer to technical analysis understands what we're saying. Number one, the thing you got to keep in mind, the Bitcoin fundamentals are incredibly strong right now. Remarkably strong. Bitcoin has a good opportunity to go to well over $100,000 in the next 12 months. In fact, there are arguments that we're going to talk about later on in this stream that it could go to $200,000 in the next four months. So don't get it twisted. Bitcoin is very bullish. That's the first thing. The second thing is that Bitcoin had a massive correction over the last three months, and we're now seemingly coming out of that. We're setting higher highs. Bitcoin is doing very well for itself. The market is very bullish, and it is very healthy right now. But the third thing to keep in mind is that for a rally to continue to be healthy, it has to have little corrections, little pit stops for gas. If you're traveling across the country, you got to stop for gas and snacks every once in a while. We use the analogy of a controlled burn oftentimes. The Forest Service in America learned, hey, if you try and stop all fires in a forest, what happens is a lot of dead debris builds up on the forest floor and it turns into a tinderbox and eventually when lightning strikes the whole thing goes up and you get a massive fire all at once instead of a bunch of little fires that are controlled we want to have a bunch of little fires that are controlled because you can't avoid fire in a forest it's going to happen but what you can do is you can make sure it's manageable by having a bunch of them spread out instead of one massive one all at once what we saw three months ago was we saw one massive fire all at once and bitcoin dropped 50 percent what we'd much rather see is a bunch of smaller little fires that are 10 percent but are more frequent. That's what we're seeing right now is we're seeing one of those little control burns keeping us safe. So I think that Bitcoin is going to pull back to around $42,000 to $43,000 based on the technicals that we've been looking at this entire week, based on our ascending wedge, based on the fact that Bitcoin needs to stay healthy by correcting, and also based on the fact that a lot of the people that are in profit right now are selling their Bitcoin in the short term, looking for a lower entry price. I think we're heading back to forty-two dollars to $43,000. From there, I think we're going to bounce rally above $46,000, and we will very quickly move towards 50 k during the next two, three, maybe four weeks. Tim, I want to hear your take on that. Where's the cryptocurrency market going next, and do you agree with my price target in the short term? Yes, I mean, because that's what we talked about yesterday, that you know it's playing out almost exactly the way we said it would. The thing I would say is, uh, you know, that I like that you say there's a range there, Jeb, between 42 and 43. Mm-hmm. My my estimate was forty two five. I'm actually kind of in the boat of wondering if there's a lot of momentum that won't let us get that far. And what I mean by that is, first of all, if you're looking at the four hourly chart, there is bull or bear, or no, bullish sorry bullish divergence RSI divergence beginning to play out. Uh, we haven't officially set a bottom yet. I don't think. I think we still go a little farther down. Either way, if you're comparing the bottoms of the back on yeah four hourly chart okay, bottom of August eighth, and now where we are right now, we haven't officially set that bottom. But unless we set that bottom below the forty-two-five, which I don't think you, me, or anybody else here think that's going to happen, uh, that's going to be big bullish RSI divergence. Yeah, no, that's a big deal. Also, I we missed it because this happened. Today is the twelfth. Back on the seventh, we we missed it, and this is my bad. Maybe you discussed this, Jeb. Uh, 
the hash ribbons flashed by. The hash ribbons flashed by. That's something that we meant to talk about, but we got talking about yeah. Ethereum. Yeah, let me show them that on the chart while you're talking. Keep going. Yeah, so the combination of those two things, I believe potentially, I think we will drop down to 43 something. Th that's where it's really hard. Will we drop down to the 42? Um, like I said, that was my prediction yesterday that I think we were going to go down to 42.5. And the reason for that is because that was a strong level of resistance during this accumulation phase that we have now turned into support. And a lot of times that's what whales do is they find this sign of strength, which we hit our heads around the 46,000, close into 47,000. We hit our heads there, sign of strength. They sell a little bit, come back down to a level of support, they buy up a lot, and then we resume a massive rally. But with those with with those technical indicators and the combination of the stories you're gonna talk about here in a little bit with more adoption, it might be one of those things that's like, hey, we ain't gonna have enough momentum to get down to those levels of support. Absolutely it might be awesome. just ready to go ahead and let off now. But I do Absolutely. think we have a little bit left. Mm -hmm. uh, the MACD even kind of shows we have a, probably a little bit left to go down before we resume. But with those massively bullish indicators, people who say like, oh, we're gonna correct back down to the 30s, I'm like- I don't say that at all. I don't think that's gonna happen at I all. I don't think that makes logical sense no. at all. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk really quickly about that hash ribbons cross, because like Tim said, we did neglect to mention that. But this is a pretty big deal. So let's look at the longer-term history of the hash ribbons, explain what they are a little bit, and then we can... Uh, look at what this means for crypto. First thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to ignore how this is actually calculated for a second so that I can explain the historical context of a hash ribbons uh, buy signal. But then we're going to go into kind of like what the hash ribbons are um, and give you a little bit of context on what they mean. So looking at the last five hash ribbons buy signals, we've just seen one right now. So we're not going to count this because we don't know what's going to happen for sure just yet. But let's look at the last five hash ribbons buy signals, because remember, technical analysis is all about looking at previous trends so that you can hopefully learn something about what will happen in the future. Because a lot of times trends will continue. We saw a buy signal back in the beginning of uh, 2019 in January. This buy signal was followed by the 20, uh, 2019 rally from 4,000 to 14,000. We also saw a buy signal here around the uh, the very end of 2019 in December. From there, we saw a pretty major rally. And by the way, it doesn't look that big, but that's actually a 50% rally in the span of 44 days. Next one we saw was in April of 2020, almost immediately after we saw this buy signal, we rallied a lot. In fact, we can zoom in here and tell we rallied 35% in 15 days. Next buy signal we saw happened right here in July, and within just the span of a couple of days, we rallied from 9,000 all the way up to 13,000. That's a 42% rally. Here in uh, the late December of 2020, we saw a rally, and it actually called a 250% move over the next 130 days. So the hash ribbons having a buy signal is a very big deal. So I'm not going to go into everything about what the hash ribbons is right now. We're actually planning on having a video on hash ribbons in our courses in the future. So make sure to sign up for CT2A if you want to learn more about these kinds of indicators and everything that we're doing here. The link is in the description. But the hash ribbons has to do with the total hash rate on Bitcoin. It makes a lot of sense that the hash ribbons have gone into a buy state because we saw a massive amount of uh, hash rate on Bitcoin go offline when China banned Bitcoin mining a couple of months ago. A lot of those miners are now coming back online. In fact, there is an oil company, I think it's actually a natural gas company in China, that, excuse me, in Canada, that is planning on bringing in thousands of Bitcoin miners and using like 100 megawatts of power to build one of the, not one of, massively far and away the largest mining platform, largest mining operation in the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. So there's a lot of miners coming back online. I can even show you that really quickly. If we just type in hash rate Bitcoin, I can bring up, I believe it's blockchain.com where we look at it. 
total hash rate on Bitcoin has been massively increasing ever since we hit our low back on the 1st of July. We pulled all the way down to 87 million terahash. We've rallied now to 112. Now, that's nowhere near the high that we saw of 180 million, but the point is that's increasing. In case you don't know what hash rate is, really briefly, hash rate is simply a way that we measure how much computational power is being put into the Bitcoin network. The more hash rate there is, the more secure the network is, the faster it's going to grow, the bigger the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency mining ecosystem is, and generally speaking, the higher the hash rate, the higher the price of Bitcoin. So the fact that we're seeing the hash rate rally like this is a very big sign, and it makes sense that we're seeing a buy signal as that hash rate is coming back online. We want to pay attention and take heed to these buy signals for the same reason we pay attention and take heed to Lux Algo buy signals. Looking back on his on history, doing some historical analysis, we find that it's actually a very powerful signal, and it's one that we should listen to because historically it has proven to be a very accurate trend. By the way, looking down here on the four hourly chart, I will point out that the Lux Algo um, signal here had a perfect buy signal here. I mean, this is literally about mm -hmm. the best buy signal you could possibly get out of Lux Algo. And then we had this massive rally from this buy signal. We rallied 23% in the span of seven days. If you don't have Lux Algo, you are missing out, my friend. You definitely need it for your technical analysis. Links in the description box down below. You can sign up and get 20% off with our coupon code Jeb, J-E-B-B, at checkout. Best indicator I've ever used in my entire technical analysis career. You should definitely make sure to check it out. Anyway, it has not flashed a sell signal yet on the four hourly. I would reckon it has flashed one on the hourly chart. I would be surprised if it hasn't. Yeah, it did call this. Okay, so it called this correction. At this point, I'm so confident in the indicator that I can tell that it's going to call it correctly. But anyway, my point is here, we're seeing long-term buy signals and short-term sell signals. Long-term, we're very bullish. We're expecting to go mm -hmm. back to 50, 60, 65,000. Short-term in the next couple of days, sure, we might pull back down to that 42, 43, $43,500 region. Anywho, yeah. what do you think about all that, Tim? What does chat say? Drop a one in chat if you think Bitcoin's going to go up in the next seven days, and two in chat if you think Bitcoin's going to go down in the next seven days, and drop a like on the video if you're getting good information. I, I think it's funny over the last couple of days when we had some negative feedback, and, and you know it's always good to have negative feedback, learn from it, grow from it. But I think it's funny that when, when we predict corrections, people think that that means we're bearish. Like... Mm -hmm. Corrections are part of bull rallies. Yeah, like, they are. I'm new to crypto, and I know that. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I, by no means have we ever, like, we don't, first of all, even when we have been bearish, we don't want to be bearish. We're only bearish when it's like, all right, guys, it, not a lot of good things looking out. But everything we've said the last few days is still long-term very, very bullish. Absolutely. And it's good for the rally. I love what Chaz said. He says, you know, his prediction is 50K by Monday, and I'm like, yeah, like maybe. I think potentially, like that, that's a I chance. Think over, yeah. over today, tomorrow, and maybe a little bit of Saturday, we could continue to correct a little bit, meaning going down, and hit a springboard mm -hmm. up to fifty. I think we got to break through the forty-seven five. I think is the really hard level of yeah. resistance at the moment. Yeah, uh, that we need to clear. But after that, we, I mean, we good. The, especially with what Bitcoin's doing fundamentally mm -hmm. and technically, and again, if you compare the technicals, on-chain analysis, you look at what, what Wyckoff predicts based off, and yeah. he's not even alive anymore, uh, what he says happens in the markets, Bitcoin is set to have a really, really big August, and I think a really big September as well. Could you say that Wyckoff literally kills it? I 
That is a morbid joke. I don't know what I would be saying if I said it, so I don't think I'm gonna say that. That's true. That's a good if idea. You're We're saying the K-word live on YouTube. Can you please Ooh. not? Think that word. YouTube doesn't take that word seriously. Okay, we're we allowed talk to about say that word. Okay. That, we're allowed to say that word. It's the it's the no. C, it's the C nope. word. We're not allowed to say. Oh my uh, the the, 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 the news is what we talk about, guys. If you're enjoying today's show, make sure to smash that like button. Let's let's read a couple chats. I want to see what uh, chats saying. We don't have any super chats just yet. That's a first. Oh, we do. Wait, there's a super chat. Yeah, we have some. Oh, oh, well, let's read the super chats. Oh, we do. Yeah. Let's see here. We got one from John Finnell. John Finnell. This is how Smay knows that they're super chats. Nah. Mm. Uh, free Smay, him. give him his own show. Guess what, John? Hold on, hold on. I want to say it. Let him say it, yeah. Guys. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to... Okay. <clears throat> Trying to Tim Spline over here? Guys. <laughs> Your lucky day has just arrived tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I said he just arrived. Your has just arrived tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> you guys are getting a Smay show dun, dun. with Tim as well. But... Mostly Smasho. I'm just there to bring order. It's a Smasho. Guys, a and I would like to happily announce that tomorrow is going to be the inaugural, inaugural episode, and it is indeed called Between Two Coins. Between um, two it's going to be very exciting. It's going to be a way different pace than what we you guys expect on this show, but the best part about it, and I mean it, this is the best part about it, you don't have to watch it. Hmm. There you go. Yep. So don't complain that we're giving you new content because you don't have to watch it. We also have a super chat from Daniel Stone here. Donated $5. Said, hey, gents, I sent you an email a couple days ago, and I mean it. I'd love to help out. Please see email. Either way, thank you guys for all you do. You rock. Daniel, I appreciate that. I, let me check. I'll, I'll actually check really quickly. I'll find something to ask him to talk about, and then while he's talking about whatever he's going to talk about, well, I will look for that email. <laughs> the next one's about email, too. And I know, I, I know we've been on top of the emails, but I also know there's been some glitching with things, so I think we have to... I think our customer service team oh, is no. working on fixing some of that. But Four by Grace did the same thing, sent two emails to talk about Jesus and no response. Oh, gosh. The, so, again, I, I know that there's a system we have to make it easier on us, but that system could be having little problems. But we will Dang. make sure by the end of the day we have that fixed. Yeah, let's take a note on that. Uh, yes. No, that's something I, I was talking with them yesterday about. Gotcha. Uh, another cool. one from Toki, or Tony420. Excuse me, Toki Bulls said, "Can you buy Lux Algo with Bitcoin?" I'm not sure. I don't That's know if they. Actually. I don't know if they can. To be honest with you, uh, it's something that you'd have to check out on their website. Um, definitely check that out. I, we we can look into that, but I don't think so. I could be wrong. I think it's yeah, kind of difficult right now. There's not a lot of software infrastructure for taking recurring payments in Bitcoin, which is the difficult thing. I'm sure if it was a one-time thing, it's not. It's a subscription model. Uh, then they'd probably allow it. But yeah, I'm not sure. Michael Amato donated five dollars. We got a lot of super chats coming in. Yeah. It's funny in. how everybody starts super chatting when we read them. That I yeah. mean, it makes sense. Donate $5. Say, good morning, guys. Joined the Jebanites a few weeks ago. Love the great content. I'm actually hoping for a pullback. I think it's super healthy for Bitcoin. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely, my friend. Matt Wood donated two pounds sterling. Said, do you have a prediction for BTC and the bear market? I would be surprised if we go back below $20,000 ever again. Frankly, I'd kind of be surprised if we ever go below $30,000 again. I think the bear market is a lot farther out than a lot of other analysts here on the space. You know what I was looking at? I was I saw on Glassnode that right now, the amount of... Um, it's like the amount of wallets holding. Like, I, Gosh, I, I might butcher this. I think it's the amount of wallets holding right now is the same number as back when we were at $13,000 uh, wow. a year ago. That's so like, really literally, good. It's like, it's like we've reset to where, where we were last year at 13000 as as a cryptocurrency. We're sitting at that same stability and hodling and, and strong mentality. What he's talking about is one of the metrics that we use to get an idea and a feel for the underlying intrinsic value of Bitcoin. Yeah. That means that 
in theory, the underlying intrinsic value of Bitcoin has tripled in 12 months. Yeah. Keep that in mind for anyone who's planning on selling lately, because I think you'd be making a mistake. Navasa donated $5, said for, from the five minute to the weekly chart. So everything in between, Lux Algo has been a blessing for me. Day trader here, investment in margin accounts, plus 25% due to Lux Algo since Sunday. That's five days ago, and he's up 25%. Guys, Lux Algo will pay for itself in like one trade if you're a day trader. It is such a good indicator. That's the only reason we're sponsored by them, is yeah. because you guys are getting a lot of value out of it. Check the link in the description box down below. If you're in CT2A, we have a video going over the basics of how to actually use the technical indicator. If you're in CT2A, you, have, you already have access to that video, so make sure to check that out. Good to hear it, Navasa. Drop a one in chat if you're using Lux Algo and you're loving it. I know a lot of you guys are. Corey donated $5, and after this, if we have any more, we're going to pause. We're going to go to our news. But Corey donated $5, said, Healthy consolidation just allows me to increase my positioning. Keep up the good work, fellas. God bless. God bless you, Corey. I appreciate that donation and the blessing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. That's why corrections and consolidations can be a blessing in disguise or just a blessing, to be honest with you, if you've been here for a while. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, make sure to smash that like button. We're going to jump into some news. And uh, we've got a take here from Coindesk. This isn't so much news, but it is a take, and we want to talk about it. By taxing crypto, the U.S. government has accepted it's here to stay. This is something that I honestly had not even given thought to. And I don't think anybody in the crypto space has really given thought to about Bitcoin and this infrastructure bill. A lot of people aren't talking about this, but it's actually really important to think about. There's a silver lining in Congress's efforts to impose a tax on crypto transactions. The U.S. finally accepts crypto as part of the economy. It accepts it's here to stay. Crypto just experienced a major watershed moment, and it's time to recognize the silver lining. A lot of people aren't happy about the regulation that passed on Tuesday, but the fact of the matter is what we're about to say is true. Crypto suddenly became part of the U.S. Senate's debate over the infrastructure bill, and the outcome, in my view, is the greatest regulatory certainty crypto has ever had in the U.S. history. We have been talking about regulatory clarity and certainty for the last four years that we've been operating this channel. Having business have an understanding of how they're going to be taxed and regulated in cryptocurrency is one of the biggest gate and keys to the adoption and the success of cryptocurrency. If you want Bitcoin and crypto to succeed, you have to have small, medium, and large business understand how they're going to be taxed. I'll be honest with you, we run a business here and we obviously hold a lot of crypto assets. It is a nightmare to try and figure out how it's actually going to be taxed, how it's going to be tracked. There's issues with like every single payout in crypto is uh, a taxable event. So we had like last year, I think we had like 4,000 individual transactions that we had to add up and deal with. It is a mess. It's a nightmare. We need to see this regulatory clarity. We need to see regulatory certainty. Like it or not, regulation is coming, and I have said for a very long time that as soon as the government gets their hands on Bitcoin, it's probably not going to be great, but the fact of the matter is it's coming, and at least the silver lining is we'll know what we're talking about. What we see here is really important, though. Here's the silver lining, and for me, a huge aha moment. If the U.S. government thinks it is going to raise $28 billion in taxes from the cryptocurrency industry in the next 10 years, keyword is in the next 10 years, key phrase, it means crypto is here to stay. It means crypto is going to be a new cornerstone of the U.S. economy. That is a big statement. That is a, like, my hair on my arm is standing up right now. You don't have to zoom in because it would be creepy. But, like, that is hair stands up on the back of your neck kind of news. That is a very big point. Altcoin Daily, I don't remember if it was Aaron or Austin. I was talking to Austin. Austin. I don't remember which one of them it was, but I was talking to them on Around the Blockchain, and they talked about how um, 
PayPal is very much in cahoots with the Federal Reserve, not not in cahoots in a bad way, but they just they they're very familiar with the way that the United States does business because they're a regulated financial services entity. So they kind of know what's going on behind the scenes. PayPal would not be launching all of these services on Venmo and on PayPal proper and la- and growing their business on the back of cryptocurrency if they thought it was about to be regulated into oblivion. If they thought crypto was about to die, that would not happen. They would not be pushing these products. You could say you might not be able to say the same thing about other companies like a Starbucks, but a lot of these major institutions, not just PayPal, but also Bact, which is owned by the Intercontinental Exchange, ICE, Intercontinental Exchange, owns the New York Stock Exchange. I guarantee you they know what's going on in the background with uh, U.S. economics. These major organizations would not be building cryptocurrency platforms and adopting crypto if they thought it was going to go away. We have a solid uh, launch pad for the future of crypto. And clearly, this is being taken seriously. By the way, I've been in crypto for four years. This is being taken 100 times more seriously than it was. Bitcoin was a novelty when I got into crypto four years ago. Four years is not a long time, guys. Look at what has happened in the last four years. Bitcoin's baseline for price went from $3,000 to $30,000 in four years. When was the last time you saw a market 10x in four years? That's Actually, I think it might be faster growth than the internet. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is growing so remarkably quickly. $100,000 $100,000 is around the corner, and I think $250,000 could be just four years out. Truth be told, I wouldn't be surprised if it came faster than that, because as we've talked about, there is a bell curve of adoption. Right around the time you hit 13.5% adoption, generally speaking, the dominoes start falling, things fall into place, and a new technology takes off like crazy. And this is what you see at the beginning of a new technology taking over a part of a nation. You saw landmark, groundbreaking, beginning legislation coming out for the internet in the mid-90s. Guess what happened? That was right around the time that that turning point was happening. That was that inflection point where we start going from kind of linear growth to exponential growth. Massive markets are about to start investing in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and we're not going to want to miss out on it. So the title of this video is us talking about, hey, are you worried about the Bitcoin rally? Are you worried we're going to correct over the next couple of days? Here's my take on that. Don't be. Don't be worried about it. Be very excited about Bitcoin because, yes, it might correct over the next couple of days. But I think and frankly, I'm extremely confident that it's not going to continue and we are going to have a big rally. So anytime we correct, look to be buying more. You will be glad you did. Tim, what are your thoughts on that? Where do you think Bitcoin is heading in the next 10 years? What Just just for fun, this is not any, this is not financial advice. Tim, where do you think Bitcoin will be in 10 years? Not just price, but what is the world going to look like with crypto in 10 years from now? I think the answer to that question would have to be taken into account what happens with things like what's happening in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we see a massive, because I do think long term we're going to see a lot of countries adopt it. The question is how many are within the next ten years. Mm-hmm. If if it's just El Salvador uh, and maybe one or two other countries, I could see Bitcoin potentially making it in the next ten years up to. If not a million close, mm-hmm. you know, right underneath it maybe, if it's more and if it's bigger countries, like we've seen some countries in Africa Brazil explain or interest or in Nigeria, yeah. We're looking at potentially five, maybe five or six million, yeah. if you're not more. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, that would be a 20x from where we are right now. And by the way, I've lived through a 20x in crypto because I bought in at 3,000 and went to 65,000. Uh, it can happen again. And Bitcoin can go to a multi $10 trillion market. And it's actually more likely that it's going to than not, in my opinion. And by the way, uh, this was pointed out on Tuesday on ATBS. <laughs> Ethereum has been growing faster than Bitcoin for a very long time now. 
if Bitcoin goes to $6 million, imagine where Ethereum might go to. Ethereum could be in the multi-hundred thousand dollars a coin. I would not be surprised if Ethereum was trading at $10,000 in the next 12 months with the way that EIP-1559 is coming out and Ethereum 2.0. I made this point on Tuesday over on the show. Uh, if Ethereum is at $3,200 right now, largely based on speculation, like we're, we talk all the time about stuff that happens on Ethereum, DeFi, NFTs, all of this, the vast majority of what's built on Ethereum doesn't work because it can't handle the transaction throughput because the fees are so freaking expensive. When London, excuse me, not London, when ETH 2.0 comes out and we're actually finally able to do things on Ethereum that we've had promised to us for the last eight years, oh my gosh. Imagine what happens when a quarter trillion dollar market actually starts doing what it was put in place to do. You know, Ethereum does some things right now, but nowhere near what is promised because of the limitations that it has. That's gonna change. And when it does, Ethereum's gonna moonshot. Plain and simple. Ethereum is going to 10x in the next three years, in my humble opinion. In fact, it might do even more than that. I'm not trying to be a moon boy, but I do understand the fundamentals of these projects, and I know that they are very, very strong. This is why we talk about adoption so much here on this channel, because while it is important to take note of the short term, it is important to figure out what's going to happen in the next seven days so you can make profitable trades so that you're not accidentally investing at the wrong time, so you're not going to get stopped out of a short position or, or a long position. The short-term metrics are incredibly important, but we mustn't f uh, forget the forest for the trees. We have to look for we have to look correctly at this market and look at the long term and make sure we're keeping the big picture in mind. And the big picture right now is absolutely incredible. You know what else would be incredible if you hit that like button? Let's That'd see if we nice. can't let's see if we can't get to 1,250 likes here in the next couple of minutes. And also, yeah. guys, if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. This is the academy that we have been running for nearly three years now. It turns three years old on September 23rd. We have nearly 5,000 students who have gone through CT2A through our more than 40 videos and 15 hours of high quality educational content and learned what they need to know to become profitable traders in cryptocurrency and in broader markets. If you want to learn how to do technical analysis because it is the most powerful tool for predicting short, medium, and long-term movements in markets period, not just crypto, but also the stock market, you need to join. And the reason is, is because you want to make money in crypto. Drop a one in chat if you want to make money in crypto. We're probably about to see how how many people are watching? 2,300? We're probably about to see 2,300 ones in chat. We all want to make money. We're all here for the tech, but we all want to be profitable. I have learned over the last four years how to profit in crypto, and TA is the best way to do so. We are the number one academy in the entire cryptocurrency space for technical analysis, and you're missing out if you haven't joined. Drop a 77 in chat if you've gone through CT2A and you love every minute of it. Let's go ahead and read some super chats, Tim. Yeah, what we, have, we got? Before we even get to super chats, because I've, I've seen a lot of people in the chat just talking about this, because uh, I think Chaz even was like, yeah, you know, you guys need to use that twenty thousand dollars of Bitcoin that Jeb found and and get like team shirts and stuff. But I wasn't sure what he was saying. I was like, like merch or, and uh, people went on chat like we would love merch. If there was merch out there, we would buy it. So hmm. we also need to know how many of you guys, if there was crypto Jeb merch, yes, that you could have access to. Drop a ninety yeah. in chat. And there may or may not be some on the way. Nah, we don't know about that. We that's, don't know. That, that's mm, that's <laughs> why I said I don't know. I that, said I don't that, know. That is a rumor. We don't know about I have no that. Idea. I heard it. I it's was a like, rumor. I was in the bathroom. Somebody you're, came to the stalls, the you know. Oh, and they gosh, were, what the they, heck? They were talking about it on the phone, you know. So, it was a rumor. You know. That was the athlete first guy. Yeah, so he's yeah. always oh, in the bathroom yeah. on his phone. Yes. I hope he's not watching. Anyways, I love also, you, Corey. You're awesome. Wait a second. I do need to say something. Somebody did say... They said they want to know my in my ten year Bitcoin. Yeah, prediction. what's your ten year Bitcoin? So I'll go ahead and say, guys. You're not gonna like it. My ten year is somewhere between seven hundred thousand dollars and uh, nine hundred thousand dollars. That's my ten year prediction. Why wouldn't they like Thank that? Thank you. 
Well, because, you know, everyone's saying like 5 million, 10 million, 1100 million. You know, it's like. uh, That's like, that fits right in what I was saying. If we don't see multiple nations adopted as currency within 10 years, then yeah. I mean, I, I might sit closer no, to the 900,000 mark, but that was what I was saying. If, I was saying if we see multiple countries adopt it, even, is when we see five to six million. I think even so, because I think the point is when it starts to become more and more of a currency and less and less of like a store just moon value. boy and store value investment, I think it's probably going to end up starting to kind of stay at a level instead of just mooning. Now, the only thing that would change, I mean, I'm talking in today's dollar value. That's, I'm going to make that statement because if we're talking like, yes, we're talking inflation dollar value. And if we're talking inflation, then obviously it's going to be millions. It's going to be millions going to be easy Two million, then, you know, whatever. So, but I know I'm talking about uh, today's dollar value. I could see it going to my, my thing is El Salvador is a country that's pretty much, not even really the size of all the large American cities, but yeah. we see American cities trying to adopt it yeah. for taxes and stuff. Yeah, no, Miami-Dade is the same size as El Salvador. When we <laughs> see larger countries, which there have been some larger countries mm-hmm. in discussion, mm-hmm. they're at least Paraguay, Uruguay, it. Brazil, Argentina. There's only so much Bitcoin, and so for it to be being Chile. used on the daily basis to transact and to do things... That moonshot price. I don't think that we could keep the price down to only a yeah. million dollars and still have people yeah. able to use it. And that, like that, that usage, yeah. even in today's U.S dollar value yeah. would shoot well over a million dollars. Yeah, no, and I agree with you guys. And like I said, we're going to talk about the end of the show, a $200,000 end of year Bitcoin price prediction, which I think is a little aggressive, but we'll talk about it. Uh, the number of Bitcoin in circulation is very small. The number of Bitcoin in circulation would mean that every El Salvadoran, if you excluded the rest of the world, could only have three of them. Yeah. But th- that alone, El Salvador could drive the price probably to $5,000. If not not down, I'm saying if the rest of the world didn't exist, I'm not saying we're going to 5000 I'm saying if Bitcoin literally only exists within the borders of El Salvador, it'd probably still be worth $5,000 a coin. So oh, imagine gotcha, what will gotcha. happen if you have a ton of other nations like Argentina, Brazil, Paraguay, Uruguay, uh, uh, nations in Southeast Asia, um, Oceania, like maybe New Zealand can move that way. This speculation, but the point is it could happen and it probably will in some capacity. Yeah. With All that right. said, let's move Back on Back to here. Super Chats. Back to Super Chats. Yep. We never even got into them. Yep. Uh, Corey said, healthy consolidating just allows me to increase my positioning. Yep. Keep up the good work, fellas. God bless. Indeed. Uh, Matt Wood said love you guys Bitcoin if Bitcoin is full of hodling why would we ever want a bear market I get corrections but being healthy uh, and being healthy but why would there be a big downtrend bear markets are and that's a very good question why would we have bear markets bear markets are a result of the market getting overextended by a very unhealthy way in the stock market you don't see bear markets very much not because the market isn't overextended but because the market is so stable in its overextension there's a difference there Um, bitcoin sees bear markets a lot of times because it builds on speculation and then it crashes on on despair that will slowly in my opinion start to taper off as we grow because of what you just said if everybody's hodling and if everybody's using it, then the market will stable out. Bear markets will likely not be the 60 or 70% dumps that we've seen in history as Bitcoin continues to grow. That's why if Bitcoin goes to 100K, I'd be surprised if we ever go below 50. You know, I would yeah. be surprised if the next bear market was more than a 40 or 45, maybe 50% correction because there is so much more use going on. But it's going to take people transacting it on the daily and people holding it, which is what we are currently seeing happen. Yeah, I, I think there's also something to say about uh, whales do a lot to also oh, yeah. bring a bear market. They, yeah. They're constantly, like I said, according to what Richard Wyckoff developed for people, it's a constant movement for bear or bears for whales 
to be accumulating mm-hmm. and then dispersing and mm-hmm. accumulating and and they're always doing both selling and buying. The question is the time segments of when they're selling more than they're buying and when they're buying more than they're selling. Yep. You're always going to see that they're constantly going to be moving stuff on the on on uh, exchange chain and and off on off yep. on off. Yep. Uh, By but, the way, drop a hard in chat for Tim. Six months ago, he didn't know left from right on technical analysis. <laughs> he is catching up like crazy. He's doing really good. Tim, where did you learn all of that? Got to pat myself on the back a little bit. You learned from uh, CT2A. <laughs> I I learned from so I, I I mean CT2A was definitely in there too. But even to help you've done so much self education. I don't want to take that away from community. You. Community yeah. and yeah. education. Like first of all, it's okay to be wrong. How many times have I been wrong? Give a one in chat for every time you've heard Tim say something that was wrong. Give a two for Jeb. I'm it's wrong. okay to be wrong mm-hmm. and to learn from being wrong. Yeah. But then to just be hungry, because that's what it is. My hunger led me to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make time and go through CD2A. Mm-hmm. I work for a company that teaches this stuff. Why not go ahead and take advantage of it? Yeah. Phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, were there some lesser free times in the week? Absolutely. But now, you know, and I'm not finished. Like, I, I, I'm i constantly going back through CT2A. I'm constantly going and watching other channels. Yeah. I'm constantly reading reports by other experts mm-hmm. because I want to know. And that's ultimately what it boils down to is I truly believe that every single person right now is doing exactly what they want to do. That doesn't mean you're accomplishing everything you want to accomplish, but... If you set your mind to something and want to learn something and want to go through something, you will make the time. You mm-hmm. will you will do the energy. You'll do the work. It's priorities. You'll you'll do anything you want to do in life. The question is, how much pain and yeah. on fun are you willing to offput? My dad always told me. Um, Jeb, you can do anything you put your mind to. And then every once in a while, he would add, you're just going to have to fight for it or you're just going to have to work for it or something like that. And it's like, nothing's impossible, guys. And I want to, like, let's do a little heart-to-heart here for a second. Let's just be real. There are so many people in cryptocurrency who have been here for one month, two months, three months. Give me a 50 in chat if you you relate to what I'm talking about because I was this guy for a long time. I still am in a large large way um, that think, oh, man, this is crazy. This is too big. I can't do this. This is becoming a millionaire in cryptocurrency, making a difference for myself, building passive income, building a life for me, myself, my family, giving back to my community. Um, You know, it's impossible. It's too big. Crypto is too complicated. How many people, give me a 50 in chat if this is you, how many people struggle with this? Uh, I expect every single person to say that because that is the daily grind. And I want you to know that if that's you and you're feeling unconfident in yourself, you're not alone. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody has it figured out. Do you think the CEO of Google knows what the hell he's doing? Every single day, I promise you, he's trying to figure out the solution to a new problem that he's never run into. It's not uncommon. In fact, it's uncommon to not be in that position. And if you're not in that position, it's because your pride is blinding you. You don't know what you're doing. You just might think that you do. So if you don't know what you're doing, take uh, take heart. No one does. So just yeah. keep working and you'll get there. We have more. Do you want to go through more Super Chats? We have more, to... but let's go ahead and read a couple of news yeah. articles. We will get to those very quickly. I'm going to kind of breeze through this. This one article is not that complicated, but I do want to talk about it. 55% of the world's top 100 banks reportedly have crypto and blockchain exposure. I'm going to leave it with the headline here, but I do want to bring that to your attention. Vast majority of banks are moving into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. This number was 0% realistically when I got into crypto. Now it has grown massively. I'll just leave it at that, but I do want to move on here because we also have another one that I know a lot of you guys are going to be very excited about. Soccer star Messi's latest contract reportedly includes crypto fan tokens. Tim, I know you know a lot more about uh, 
communist football. So can oh you tell gosh. me a little bit about what this means? <laughs> You're going to lose people. I'm going to lose so many subscribers oh on that. Gosh. That was, for legal reasons, guys, I, that was a joke. I wish that football was bigger in the United States. Uh, it's a great sport, by the way. I love football. I, I found it, until more recently, I, I found it so hard to, I, I found it hard to get access to those games live. I could watch a lot of replays and stuff, but I, I love, it's funny, looking at me, I'm built for American football. Obviously, that was my sport growing up. When I was younger, though, F- real football, football, football was my best sport. I played football in, in elementary I, school. <laughs> the game is so beautiful. And what I love about Messi, fun facts here, Matt, this is a fun fact segment about Messi. Uh, he has his haters. He has his people against him. You want When you want to talk about a humble, non, like just non- confrontational person there are so many reasons to love him first of all like the story of his wife like that was his literally when he was like a six-year-old he had a crush on a girl and now that's his wife oh uh never been with anybody else like that's just a great story and then watching that interview when he left uh barcelona i was just like how does anyone in the world not love messi and right as you think you can't love the man anymore <laughs> he goes and says i'm gonna take my salary in bitcoin and by the way this is relating to chili's yeah, oh no. Yeah. If you are in Chili's and you want to go get a PSG token, I would go get that token right now. Yeah, right now. That's a because, good investment. <laughs> because the way that works, and that's what I love about it, is as a team does well, if you own tokens in that team and they win games, they burn tokens, mm-hmm. which means every token you own goes up in price. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh I can my read gosh, a little bit of it. There's going to be some amazing things happening. I can read a little excerpt right here. With the exact details still shrouded in secrecy, the allocation in terms of the inclusion of crypto fan tokens in Messi's contract are unknown. Cointelegraph has reached out to PSG for comment, and they will update this article with further information should it be forthcoming. Blockchain firm Chili which operates the sports token platform Socios, on which PSG fan tokens are issued, has today revealed that PSG trading volume surged by over $1.2 billion in the preceding, uh, in the days preceding the player's move. Fan tokens continue to be a popular, uh, continue to be popular in global sports, with major Turkish multi-sports club, I have no idea how to pronounce that, completing initial pre-sale of 500,000 tokens on Ethereum this week. So, this is a pretty big deal, guys. He's essentially working with PSG. PSG is working with Chili's, so he is going to be getting some of those Chili's tokens it sounds like some of those fan tokens on Chili's. So Messi is going to be involved in crypto in some capacity. We don't know fully what that capacity is going to be yet. A lot of this has not actually fully broken. This isn't a rumor. This is confirmed as far as I can tell, but we don't know a lot of the details. We will keep you up to date as those are forthcoming, but it looks like Messi might actually be a cryptocurrency fan. We don't know that part, but I would like to believe Messi's a great guy. I'd love to see him in crypto. And by the way, if anybody has a connection to Messi, we would love to interview him here on the channel. I would love to talk to Messi. Tim, you would probably do a backflip if Messi came in this uh, office. He doesn't speak English, so I don't know how many... Senor, no hablo español, no inglés. You know, like... I know, like, that's literally... The, <laughs> that's the one sentence I know in Spanish. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think he knows Spanish. I will learn Spanish and, just to interview the man. Yeah. <laughs> do we have anyone on staff that speaks fluent Spanish? My sister-in-law well, is Manny, Manny, Manny does. It's his first language. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So our, if we interviewed Messi, which would be our a CFO crazy could interview thing, him. Manny would have to interview him. That'd be awesome. And that being said, guys, we have uh, confirmed booked him for. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we I have booked you. Messi. He's uh, on the channel. No, so he's going to be coming. Rumors. The rumors. Spreading rumors like crazy. All right. Let's go ahead and read some more super chats. Yes. Here we go. We got one from Eric Leon saying altcoins with the best possible ROI. I love Matic. So. Maddox is a good project. Maddox, Maddox actually bounced recently. I know a pastor who is, who might be watching this, actually, if he's, if he's watching this. Shout out to Phil, uh, who 
has he has Matic, and he's very happy because it went up. Um, Matic's a good project, as far as I can tell. I don't know everything about it, but it seems like a good project. Uh, it has to do with scalability on Ethereum, I believe. The one thing, the one issue with that is when ETH 2.0 comes out, where is it going to survive? Where is it going to live? I'll leave that aside. Frankly, I'd like to stay in the top 10 to answer this question, and I think that Ethereum is the answer to that. Um, but there are also other cryptocurrencies in the top 10 that are phenomenal. Uh, Dogecoin, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Polkadot is a great cryptocurrency we've talked about quite a bit. Solana's not in the top 10, but it's a great cryptocurrency as well. Yeah. Internet computer has done very well, very, very well. I'm not the most familiar with it, but it has a good opportunity to rally quite a bit. Uh, those are a few of them. Give us a seven in chat if you'd like to see more videos on altcoins and altcoin uh, content that, uh, yeah. for altcoins that you would like to see. If you asked, that was an interesting. If sentence. you asked, our, I mean, what is the official title of Greg? So, uh, good question. Uh, his official title is uh, curriculum specialist. Curriculum That's specialist. That's his technical. Yeah, term. he also does. Sell. He, if you were asking him this question, he is super high right now on V Chain. I miss Cardano, by the um, way. Cardano is one of them. Yeah, when I when I heard the question, I kind of assumed we were not talking uh, Ethereum or Cardano because yeah. those almost seem like givens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gave. But there's the a given. lot of great ones. I out gave there. the given. Yeah. Taryn Crypto said, "Jeb, I love the show, dude. Rock on. Can we get 60 seconds on Osmosis, the Osmo token, and your take on the project? Live long and prosper." I don't know anything about it, so if I gave you 60 seconds on it, I can give him 60 seconds of Osmosis. No, uh, it's not going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's. <laughs> I was about to say, you know about Osmosis? Yeah, I just did it. No. If I gave you 60 seconds <laughs> on it, it's not going to be. He thought it was going to be a serious answer. Yes, actually. <laughs> he said, like, I could talk about NFTs before. You oh, know. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know anything about it, so if I give you 60 seconds on it, it's pr- I, m- I might lead you in the wrong direction. So I think it'd be a, I think it'd be wrong of me to even do that. To be honest with you. So you know how like in technical indicators, a lot of indicators. I do the give technicals a, on it. They but, give you a 70 percent yeah. prediction. Yeah. There are there's a 30 percent chance that when Smay wants to chime in about something, that it's going to be helpful. <laughs> But I would say it's an indicator he's an of seventy percent chance. That There's a seventy percent chance he's being chaos. chaos. Yeah. Uh, chaos Robert, <laughs> moving hard. Robert Fisher said, "You trade crypto in an LLC and have taxable events. Does those does those gains offset costs like payroll? Those gains." Uh, First of all, I'm not a tax advisor, a tax expert in any capacity, so don't take anything I'm saying as advice. All of our cryptocurrency are classified as assets, so we actually, I mean, obviously when we generate revenue in cryptocurrency, we have to report that as revenue, but our cryptocurrency stays purely in the form of assets. We have not sold cryptocurrency once as a company ever. We make sure that all of our revenue coming from U.S. dollar sources is what maintains our expenditure here. Um, we don't use it necessarily to offset expenses. Those those more intricate tax questions we want to get our CFO or our CPA in here to talk about, but uh, yeah, we don't sell anyway, put it that way. That wasn't a great answer to the question, but I don't have all those answers right in front of me, sorry. <laughs> Alright, uh, just one... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I just caught you texting on stream. Me? What's this about? Tim? Yeah, I'm, Tim. I'm double... I have multiple jobs on this stream. What's going multiple on? Multiple jobs. I cut to you, I am talking, and you're not even engaged. I'm reading this thing, and I just so had my phone in my hand. You yawned on stream like three weeks ago. What are you talking about? I do that every day. Listen, <laughs> I know. I am, when it's people ask comments, I got to talk with support. I got to talk with our sales team. I got to talk with our head of marketing. marketing. I got to tell with our... Yeah, I Who's got, alive. I got people to talk to. Yeah, Tim's a yeah, busy man, to, guys. Trying He's trying to run the company. Trying to get things done here. Tim is the president of the company. He's got to run things. phone... To the side, Jimulator said, "Just want to show support. You guys rock." That is a great name. Yeah. Thank you for that donation, Jimulator. Jimulator. Dan Heaney said, "Long term, five to ten year Cardano prediction. Love you guys. Two hundred million dollars." Oh, yeah. No, I'm joking. No. Uh, Long term Cardano price prediction depends on if it's able to actually manage to outcompete Ethereum. If it does, freaking like five hundred dollars a token probably. If it can't, 
maybe fifty dollars a token a coin uh it really depends so much on whether it outcompetes ethereum at its own game whether or not it does it's probably going to 50x from here at least in the next five to ten years those all of them we got more we got, no, we, got we got more we got, we got matt more. c here we got an interview with plan b yesterday on ben cohen's channel oh. and it was very interesting one to hear about the stock to flow model from the source himself hmm. if you just zoom out the future it looks very bright for bitcoin oh heck yeah no stock Absolutely. to flow model predicts like 10 million dollars for bitcoin by the end of the year by know, the end of the decade i know that uh, Jeb was talking about this on a, a video before, probably a week or two ago, where he says that the thing about stock to flow and plan B is it is great. We still think we're on track to follow it. There will come a time, though, when that model of prediction will probably be outdated. Yeah. And we see that over the history of the uh, stock to flow. Um, uh, da, 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 da divergence the stock to flow divergence chart bitcoin has been gradually moving away from the stock to flow prediction from going higher than the stock to flow prediction to going lower than the stock to flow prediction over the last 10 years i've, I've shown that chart on camera before uh that's not to say stock to flow is a bad model uh stock to flow ratio by the way has nothing to do with the stock to flow price prediction that uh plan b has put together those are two completely separate things people attack plan b's uh, price prediction and then they say oh stock to flow ratio doesn't matter no no no, no. stock to flow ratio is the most important metric for measuring the sale ability of anything over time stock to flow ratio is the one reason why we know that gold has value the stock to flow ratio is remarkably important the stock to flow model is what we're talking about here i think it's very accurate for the next four maybe eight years through the next one or two having events from there i think it's getting a little out of hand but at the same time it's based on i think 10 years ago u.s dollars so if you don't adjust for inflation then it actually might, if you do adjust for inflation it might be right maybe we do go to 100 million dollars on bitcoin if the u.s mm -hmm. dollar keeps getting inflated yeah. Two more super chats, and then unless there's a new one that popped up that I missed, uh, Michael Amato said, "I don't see Bitcoin going under thirty unless there's some kind of black swan event or global economic collapse." Yeah. What do you guys think? I've that heard, is funny because there are people who do think a black swan event's going to happen. Yeah, there are people that think that. Uh, I I don't think that we'd ever go below thirty thousand dollars again at this point. Um, yeah, you know, never say never in crypto because you don't have any certainties until they've already happened. But I would be very surprised if that were to occur. Mm. I agree with him. Uh, we did have another one just pop up, but we have one before there. Bob did say when one satoshi equals one cent, then one bitcoin equals what is the digits on that? Uh, one million dollars. You wrote one million dollars, yeah. but it's actually a hundred million dollars because there's ten. Th there's a hundred million satoshis in one bitcoin i've never sat down to do the math on that yeah no so it'd be a hundred million dollars actually i think yeah, making sure i could be wrong yeah, but i'm pretty sure that's the way the math works out there's eight digits so all right now the last one now the last one johaldi quadra quadra i, I, I think you got right. that morning wanted to get your thoughts on uniswap there where do you see it in the next 10 years so i don't know the most about uniswap but i will give you what i do know it seems like a great project. It seems like it's getting a lot of use. Um, I think it's going to do very well in the next 10 years, but in the same way that everything in capitalistic endeavors is subject to competition, there are a lot of competition. There are a lot of competitors for Uniswap. The question himself, uh, Plan B himself said wouldn't... Anyway, let me answer this question first. Um, I think it's a good project. I think it's going to do very well. As far as an accurate, an accurate price prediction, I can't really give you too much on that. Uh, Matt C said, uh, Crypto Jab, Plan B himself said he wouldn't model out more than two additional halvings. Okay, well, if he said that, then I'm, and I'm in agreement with him because I think that that's a good, accurate representation of it. Yeah, I, in that case, then yeah, he's right. I didn't know yeah. that he said that, so that's good to know. I need to get, Plan B is someone that we definitely could actually get on the channel. We need to reach out to him. I'd, yeah, love, to, I'd love to talk to him. We shall get, I'll get Greg on it. Yeah, get Greg yeah. on it. Put Greg on that. Greg is a hound. He'll get anybody we want on this channel. Greg, we want 
the queen. We want the queen on the channel. We want to have tea and crumpets with the queen. Anyway, we have one more article, and then we got to go over our uh, price predictions. But first, let's go over this guy's price prediction. Crypto analyst sees Bitcoin hit 200K by the year end if it breaks these key levels. Essentially, I'm going to be brief here. Uh, Justin Bennett, credit to him over at Justin, ben, uh, at Justin Bennett, two N's, two T's, and Bennett FX on Twitter, says that if Bitcoin breaks $65,000, the FOMO that will ensue will be unlike anything we've ever seen before, and we will skyrocket to 200 k by the end of the year. To wrap out the stream here, Tim, I want to hear your take on this, and I want to hear Smay's take also. Do you think he's right? If we break 65 k in the next month or two, are we heading back to 200 k or going to 200 k for the end of the year? No, that, that I don't think the two are correlated. I, I, I love that he is that optimistic, but I I don't think the two are necessarily... I think if we went to 200000 it wouldn't be because of that i think it would be because of a lot of other things that play in as well mm -hmm. i again only only being in the space and really paying attention for the last eight months i have seen people make these outlandish predictions based off of a lot of hope and i love i without hope we wouldn't be anything in a society you know if we thought everything was doom and gloom it would life would be miserable that being said making these predictions based off of a hope is not the way to go. Uh, let's worry about getting to 100 before we worry about getting to 200. Yeah. Yeah. So for my take, and then I want to hear Smay's take, I think that we are going to 200K. I don't think we're going to 200K this year. Right. That, I, and that's what I was which saying. Which is what Tim yeah. is saying, yeah. obviously. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with him. Yeah. Uh, when we break $65,000, I think hype is going to ensue like we've never seen before. I agree with that statement. I don't think that hype can drive us to 200K in, in the span of two months because it's probably going to take at least two months to get back up above 65000 Smay, I can see you're working on something over there. What what do you think about 200K? Yeah, I needed in? to make an illustration so I can show you guys. So according to this pattern right here, this bullish pattern, I think he's wrong. And if you can look at that, that little point, the little arrow I drew, uh, that means that we're going to be going to maximum 80k by the end of the year that's some smay ta right there give us a one in chat if you'd like to see some more smay ta smay ta smay trading uh yeah we got a lot of stuff like that coming out in fact smay's gonna be hosting his own show tomorrow so guys make sure to watch out for that is it tomorrow or saturday that's going up it's it is tomorrow tomorrow at six tomorrow at six. Oh, you guys are doing it at six we're doing it yeah. live at six Let's live at go. six guys live at six live at six and, and it, it, hold on let me let me talk to my people real quick guys so um, <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you guys moseyed around the YouTube channels yesterday, you might have come across a post that asked for you guys to send roast of me and Tim. All right. <laughs> that, that was not Jeb. posted by Jeb. Just so it I was can not posted say, by me. It was not posted by Jeb. So you don't have to get upset at Jeb for don't roasting his friends. But I will say, please. Please, we are going to be using these comments. The best comments will be featured on the show. So please go and like put as many mean comments in that post within re like I said don't hold back but obviously you don't know don't be a jerk don't be a butthole like you know like <laughs> be funny be funny yeah, but, if you're uh, a butthole we're just not going to talk we're going to review yeah. them on stream and it's going to be a great time so yeah. please make sure to check us out tomorrow at 6 yep. and drop some mean comments on that community it, post thank you it it's going to be fun you guys should definitely tune in because it's going to be a lot of fun one way or another it's going to be great uh it's either going to actually work. imagine what smay does on this show a, like amplified 
for however long the show is. I think our thought is the show's only going to be like 30 to 45 minutes. Who knows if it goes a full hour just because of You guys even know semantics. what you're going to talk about? Is it just going to no, be we mean plan, We've planned the show. you got a plan? Okay. But it's hard to know what the interaction is going to happen yeah. there. Also, it's it's really hard to plan around Smay, and that's the beauty of that show. That yeah. is the beauty of that show. Uh, that and that's why canon. you can't miss a single one of them. You can't. Because it... It will be glorious even if it's a train wreck because, because it's designed to be a train wreck. Yes, that's the it, point. It, and, and guys, <laughs> you lean into and it. And that's the very reason why, for all my haters out there, I have to tell you this: the I'm telling you, the greatest part about the show is that it's Friday night, and that's toward that that's after Jeb has hung up the hat for the week. So you guys don't have to watch if you don't want to. But yep. I'd encourage you to watch it just because. chance. Because I would almost. I would almost I'm going to be watching it live. I might be in chat. <laughs> I would appreciate if my haters were there, right? I need I need Helvetica. I need you there. You know? <laughs> Call I, them out. I, I need you there hating on me because it, it, dry, it drives me to be better. Thank you. Yeah, just so people clarify, they asked 6 o'clock what time zone. We are in the Eastern 6 o'clock Eastern. By the way, we yes. go live here every single morning, 930 Eastern, so make sure to tune in for that. Guys, if you're enjoying today's show, make sure to go ahead and smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to like 1,500 likes here in the next couple of minutes. I know we can. we got 2,300 people in chat. Also, make sure to subscribe to the channel, and here's why you want to do that. We are one of the fastest growing, in my opinion, best technical analysis channels on the entire cryptocurrency YouTube space. So if you want to learn technical analysis, we're also about to start doing a bunch of on-chain analysis, and we also talk about news. If you want to learn about all three of those things every single day, so you have the bullish and the bearish, so you know exactly what you need to know going into the day, this is the best way to start your day in TA. So check out that subscribe button. It's red. You can click it, and you will get updated on everything you need to know in cryptocurrency. And also make sure to tune in uh, 6 o'clock on Friday. That's tomorrow Eastern for uh, the SMA show. It's going to be crazy. And also, guys, if you haven't already, make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. The link's down below. You got to take it. And the reason is, is because if you want to learn technical analysis and how to actually profit in these markets, it's the one-stop shop to learn everything you need to know. Drop a one in chat if you're a CT2A alumni and you love it. Also, make sure to follow us on our socials. You can see them right down here. That's all I got for you guys. Before we go, though, we have to go over Super Chats. Not yeah. Super Chats. I'm sorry. Price, Price predictions. predictions. Price predictions. Price predictions. So, uh... At the moment, we'll go coin by coin. We'll do it. Bitcoin sitting at 44,177. It's actually below me, which is the lowest prediction of 44,563. And again, we think it could be even lower. So at this point, if nothing changes or if the direction doesn't change on Bitcoin, that will be a win for Tim. Uh, been a minute since I won Bitcoin, so I'm excited about that one. Um, poor Smay. He is in second place, but he has such a small window. He was winning this morning, but that wasn't Friday. Uh, unless we see a massive rally, Jeb is probably not going to win that one because his prediction is the highest at 45,775. So we'll see what happens there. Tune in tomorrow to find out. Ethereum. At the moment, the winner of that would actually be Smay because we are sitting at 3,056. His prediction is 3,069.60 cents. So, unless we see a massive rally, looks like a pretty safe win for Smay. And then we come down to Cardano, which we are not close to. Well, I thought we were going to go up, did not think we were going to go that high up, but I am the highest at $1.50 and it is $1.72. So, at this point, it looks like a Tim win. But anything is possible. Fridays are crazy. We've seen Fridays bring massive dumps, massive rallies. So who it is still anyone's game. Who will get the HODL trophy? You'll have to tune in tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern to find out. Guys, that's all we got for you today. Before we go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, tune in this afternoon because we got some great afternoon videos coming out as well. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.